Hey ladies, I'm Kendra. I'm Nama. And I'm Adelise. And we are Three Three Dope Dope Wives. With over 20 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Three Dope Wives. The podcast gives you the real insight into the real married life. I'm your girl, Kendra, here with my girls, Adelise and Noma. How y'all feeling today? Adelise been looking all fine. All the blood. I know. I told a fast tail. Going to cut off your hair and then add some blonde. And then add some blonde. How you, you know. feeling, Adelise? You, you know, look good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm here in Florida. And so, actually, I go home later tonight. So, um, I just had to revamp my whole life before I get on this plane and go back to Texas. Yeah, so, but no, you uh, you put on a, a whole new wig. This wig is popping. I'm loving these curls. Uh, Kendra, you got yourself some lipstick on, and oh, you man. you don't got a t-shirt on today. Look at you, come through. Sometimes <laughs> you just grow up. Just come oh, through. Just for one a day. day a week. I've yeah, been, just for a I've day. I've been looking like a whole vagabond all week. I said <laughs> maybe just said, one of these days. You know what's crazy that you say that? So yesterday I went and got my hair done. I got the blonde in, and I have been working from home recently and so I feel like when you work from home you just don't really care to do much so like I haven't done my hair I haven't done my makeup I haven't even really put clothes on like I've always been in like a bum situation so when I went for my hair yesterday I was like I am going to actually wake up early and I'm going to do my hair and I'm going to uh, do my well I pulled my hair up in a, in a ponytail because I was going to get it done but um, do my makeup and I'm going to actually like dress kind of cute today because I'm tired of looking tired how y'all been though other than that how y'all been well you know I had that little scare with uh with my pregnancy so (laughs) yeah so I was a couple days ago I had some bleeding and that was just like freaking me out but I was trying to be y'all know me I'll be trying to be cool like no it's fine on the inside inside I'm losing it yeah you know what I mean I'm a whole mess so I was uh, freaking out about that. I called my doctor and I was pissed because he was acting like it's no big deal. And I'm up here <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, but I'm bleeding. And so he, is it time for your cycle? Worry. No, like, I don't would it be normal know. time? You know, you're a second person asked me that. I have no clue because I, um, because I had PCOS, my period will come whenever okay. it felt like it. And then my period cycle is usually like anywhere from 30 to 35 days. So it's always like a week of possibility. Like it might come this week or next week. So it's never like you can never really get it spot on. You just kind of get in the vicinity. Okay. So I don't know if my period time would be now or not, but it wasn't much, but it was enough to make me be like, oh my God. Oh crap. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, uh, thankful, thankful to God that it stopped mm-hmm. and that it wasn't like there wasn't any cramping or any of those like miscarriage signs. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like when you're early in that first trimester, you know, anything can happen. So I'm just trying to be hopeful and I'm just like, Oh God, please, let's just, let's just make it. So the blood stopped. So thankful for that. Um, and then also I'm on progesterone because 
IVF. So your body is not naturally producing progesterone because you did not get pregnant naturally. Right. Right. So I'm taking those things. And so hopefully, and that's, I'm supposed to do that for like up until I'm 12 weeks. So until you get out of your first trimester, at least. So I go in Monday for my, um, for my sonogram and hopefully everything will be good with the baby. So today I would technically be eight weeks. So fingers crossed prayers up that everything is good. And baby Atasui is still in there doing his growth thing. Yes. Yes, definitely. I'm sure. How how are you Noma though? Girl, I'm, uh, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it one step at a time and I'm just being, I'm grateful for just being alive, you know. Yes, this year is just just started off a little rough, and it's still rough. But you know, I'm just trying my best to just stay positive and just you know do all I can, you know, just to be there for the people that I love and the people that love me, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. So, be it present. Is. It is. So, um, as y'all know, this month is going to be Blackout July. So, everything that we're talking about, everything that we're promoting, everything that we're doing is all about the Black Lives Matter movement. And as that relates to marriage, right? Uh, right. So, today, we're talking about Black stereotypes debunked, right? Because there are so many stereotypes out there that feed the media, that feed the biases of people, that impact how black people are perceived and therefore treated in the community at large. And so we really wanted to air out some of these stereotypes that that really kind of depict us in a way that is contrary to the true character of who we are as black people. So there's a number of stereotypes that we're going to be running through. I just want to throw it over to you, Adelise. I mean, is there any one uh, that you just want to kick us off with? Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, there so are a lot. There's just there, a lot. There is. Yeah. There's yeah. A lot. But I think, okay, so let's just stick with, with our theme, right? We are married women. Yeah. And, but we are talking about Black Lives Matter. So a huge, huge stereotype is the angry black woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, God. Most, you know, you know what? it's not yeah. all black women are angry they're bitter oh they're they're impossible to deal with like oh i've heard a lot of different stereotypes surrounding um an a, a black woman as right. being quote unquote angry so what yes. are y'all thoughts about that oh yeah i'm gonna jump in real quick because honestly like <laughs> i am done hearing that like it's like i hear it and i just get tired because i'm like i don't understand why when a black woman decides to express herself, right? Mm-hmm. We are automatically called the angry black woman or the crazy woman because yeah. we're expressing ourselves, right? Yeah. But then you know when the roles are like when 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 it's reversed to the like to the white woman, she she mm-hmm. can be crazy. You know, she can be, you know, she can lash out and do whatever she wants. Right. And she's then, not, and then go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say and then break down and cry. <laughs> right. Break down and cry. Be doing all this emotional, like all this emotional acting. Yeah. But she is not ever called an angry white woman. 
That's a good point. That's a really good point. That, but that comes from. So there's a there's a characterization that that angry black woman comes from, right? And I believe the term is called uh, the sapphire, right? And it, this was brought about by the show. Uh, well, it became really popular through uh, a popular series on the Amos and Andy show. And that was popular on radio back in 1926. And then it turned into a television series in the 1950s, right? And it started with this character called Sapphire, who was this woman who was very uh, headstrong. She was bossy, uh, engaged in all this ongoing verbal battling with her husband. And she, she basically was designed to to capture kind of this combination of the mammy, which we definitely talk about the mammy, right? This is the, the homely black woman who cares for you, who looks after you and the aunt Jemima, um, right. Who is, uh, looking after children, but also, you know, uh, emasculating and this kind of thing. And so really, really it was designed for her fierce independence, Right. And this sort of, I want to say, cantankerous nature Mm -hmm. to replace this role of the matriarch in the black family. Right. And so no matter who you are, when you're a black woman, if you assert yourself, (laughs) if you if you stand up for yourself, if you um, at at, I want to say at any juncture demonstrate that you have an opinion (laughs) that that that, is a problem, then it's a problem. Right. Right. You know, you're not a voice. Right, even if you, if have, you a have a voice, period, you are yeah. you are considered <laughs> angry, or right. like it's you're it, it's it's so crazy. But going back to that show that you were saying, so in that show, she was she had a husband, and the husband was portrayed, I want to say, as like ignorant and lazy, and he had a lot of characteristics. Right. So it fueled her being into this I guess quote-unquote rage or angry black woman so I just kind of wanted to throw that in there because you were talking about you know how the angry black woman stereotype came about so long ago in the 20 in the 1920s so yeah but it's crazy you're you're so right like we can't women and I feel like I feel like definitely black women get that stereotype more than anything um and it also goes back to like sexism too so like because women are black women especially are so headstrong and they're they're um they're strong women they're independent men period don't like that i don't i wouldn't say strong i would say like they just just stand up for themselves and men find that intimidating you're just not taking nothing we just not right but to your your point noma like a lot like a lot of women in different cultures stand up for themselves right we're not unique in that (laughs) (laughs) it's not like white women aren't going oh but i think that there is an imagery right that that makes it um that makes it a little bit more, I want to say saturated or pungent in the African-American community, right? Right. Um, Whereas white women are typically seen, even though as of late, we've been seeing some real hostile white women. I'm just throwing that out there. But the Karens is getting real real disrespectful in these streets, okay? They really are. But aside from that, I think that even that, even in that, even in that constant display of hostility, of rudeness, of disrespect, uh, complete disregard for humanity, we are still seen as angry af <laughs> like yep. right you cannot be doing anything but 
you're perceived as being angry. Like, right. I, I feel like how many of us have been in situations where you like legit minding your business? Like, you ain't doing nothing to nobody. You chilling. Right. And, and, and somebody goes, oh, what's wrong? Why are you, you look so- Must that be something wrong? Yeah, like, like can no, I be like, thinking? Like, can I be tired? You know what's also <laughs> can crazy? I be constipated, my friend? <laughs> right, right. You know what's also crazy though? I, I think it's hilarious that so like when a white woman gets, you know, let's just say she gets frazzled, right? Mm-hmm. It's considered. <laughs> it's she could be she could be considered being sassy. But right. that's not, we not sat like a black woman is or a brown woman. Yeah, it's cute for a white woman, but a black or brown woman can't be quote unquote sassy. Because no. right away we oh, angry, no. right, we be aggressive, yeah. or right. something's yeah. wrong with us, or, or we're right. bitter. Like who yeah. hurt us? Right. Why, why can't we just have some sass too? Right. Or why can't we just have a day? Like, right. I mean, it's it's <laughs> almost as if like can can we not get overwhelmed with emotion? Can we not get? Uh, outdone with whatever situation that we're in, like we get pissed and we're entitled to that that emotion just like everybody else. We right. we get frustrated and we're entitled to that emotion too. I mean, it's just that you know, if at any point you display an emotion other than happy go lucky, you know, right. bubbly yep. and and amicable then you are clearly angry, yep. which is right. highly unfair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Highly unfair. That's um, crazy. But, but to add to that, though, Adelise, uh, you talked a little bit about sexualization. So then there's this other stereotype yep. that goes along with black women. So if you're not angry. The promiscuous woman, you're the Jezebel, right? Yep. So so you're the harlot. <laughs> I've never, I've never understood fast ass. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't, usually, I don't get it. Get this one. This one usually is like the more light-skinned women. It's usually, uh, you know, you 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 got a little bit of European features usually, yeah. Uh, and and you might be considered exotic, right? Um, but really, this whole image was designed to uh, to I want to say reason the rapings of black women, women in right. slave times. So. Because she's a cute mulatto, she's asking for it. Yeah, right. she. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. It. Yes, yes, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you got any feature that somebody considers to be desirable, clearly right. you asking for your waist and them hips is curvy. I know your you butt asking, is big. You have a big ass. Ooh. You got a round. You got a round badonk. Yeah, yes, you're asking. That's that's a, look, that's a whole nother one, Big Booty Judy. <laughs> I know. Big Booty Big Judy. Judy's a whole nother stereotype. There was, but there was a woman, and I'm I'm I feel bad because I can't remember her name, but this was a real woman who lived, I want to say in the 1800s. She was like the original big booty woman. And she when I'm talking about she had a shelf. I'm talking about she had she had a <laughs> situation like and that was all natural. That was some homegrown. We ain't talking plastic surgery. We talking about right. from the motherland, smack right. her on the backside. Right. And and they put her in the zoo. Oh. They put her in the zoo so that people can can like oogob at her body. I can't. I can't. They did. That's people ridiculous. Put, people went, People would touch her and pet her like she was a zoo oh, animal. Her oh my god! Yes, and then oh, when she passed god. away, they uh they disassembled her body 
and put her parts on display like oh my god like like she was a uh uh endangered uh gorilla species you get what i'm saying <laughs> that's terrible. like they put her i mean and it, 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 uh, wow I, I just think it was so amazing is that is that there has been a dehumanization of black women that i yeah. think matriculates into the greater society that influences the thought processes of people when they see black women, generally speaking. And I don't even think that's exclusive to white folks. I think that is some of the struggle that we have with black men looking at us and seeing us in a certain light. I honestly feel that that is the reason that there are some black men out there, albeit however ignorant, that would say, I don't I can, see I can date a, beauty a black woman. or yep. I don't see goodness or I don't see the ability to love a black woman because they are X. Or right. because they're aggressive, because they're these, because they're that. You know, I, I yeah, that that's right. so true. It, it's so true. I mean What about what about our black men? Because there's yeah. a lot of stereotypes that surround oh, our yes, black men. Yes, okay. yes. I think a huge one, and we, we've seen this a lot with mm-hmm. all of the police brutality, that all black men are criminals. Yes. That's yes. huge. Let's talk about the history of that. Because that is a really good, that is a good example. Um, because I, th- I believe that one stems from the Mandingo. So I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you because I was doing a little bit of reading. I was trying let, to let, let her educate us. Go ahead. Uh, let me just break it down a little bit. Yes, so, so so the Mandingo was the uh was the black book. Usually this is a uh, a very strong black man that's very built body wise, stature wise. He's big. Uh, he's strong. He's the one they want to. Um, the buck is usually the one that they want to mate over and over again, right? Because right? he's strong and he's going to be. He's, uh, he's going to yield strong, right? He's going to yield strong right. offspring that they right. can, whatever. So so once we entered into. Um, once we entered into, you know, the release of slaves and all of that, then that same buck, that same big black man became a threat. Mm. So what happened is they had to create all of these uh, stereotypes mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to contain a- a- their fear and also to justify the killing of these big black men. Right. Yep. Right. So, right. 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 So they would say things like, "Oh, he's uh, you got white women because they gonna come for our women because you know that's what they do. They're these uh, hypersexualized animals. Right. You know, you gotta watch your white women. So, so anything you did was was just could be criminalized, and that's how we end up with black men being killed time and time again for. The uh, case of looking at white women, white women. I love y'all, but y'all ain't that special. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, everybody ain't looking at y'all like that. Right. I'm just saying. If I was a dude, I'll be like, they aight. You know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. But on the real though. <laughs> Look. And what do y'all think? Look. I have, I have, I have a lot of white friends and I love my white friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty basic. 
<laughs> to, in layman's terms. They're normal. Got a little, got some yeah. legs. Got some, got They're some normal. Move, you know? It ain't nothing, you know, turning heads. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I think I think it would just be it's it's a preference. Uh, I mean, it really and, and it's a preference just like we have a preference. Just right, like right. women have a preference to the to the type of man they like. Yeah. Whether that be a color thing or a body structure thing or yeah. I, I mean, we 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 all have our preferences, right? So right. it all goes back to just what your preference is. I know right. th- I know a lot of black men that are like, I will absolutely not date a, a white woman. Then I also have a lot of black men that are like, I love white women, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think it just depends on a lot of different factors. You know, I, I wish mean, it was like, more. Go ahead. Uh, Noma. I think it's preference and also where you find yourself too. You know, a lot of people date in school. And sometimes if you're in a HBCU, all you see is black people. But if you're not in a HBCU, you know, you probably see white people as well. But um, like you said, it's it's a preference. Um, yeah, I and they're, they're pretty they're, they're pretty basic. Well, I mean, to be honest, white guys for me, they're, they're cute. You know, they're eye candy, but that's that's about it. But yeah. you know, another black lady can. I don't see. know. Not all of them is white. Uh, is is eye candy. I'm no, no, just... no, no. Not all. Some, some of mm-hmm. them, like oh, the Brad Pitts of them. Yeah, like the, the Brad Pitts, the Wahlbergs, you know, Thor, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, those ones are like, you know, those ones. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was you know, I, I love that. I love that you guys pointed out that it's a preference, and I think it's fair for anybody to be able to date whoever they want to date, right? right but what right. I don't love, I don't love when you down, uh, when you down, when you are a black person and you down black people. Right. That yeah, it's a problem. And, your and, own people. Right. I don't know. And I think this, when you're dating somebody, I mean, you're looking more than, I hope that you're looking more uh, than than just at their physical attributes, right? right? Like those would be the right. things that caught your eye, but hopefully you're learning more of them about, you know, as a person that you're, because right. like, I, I mean, like all of us, I have white friends and I like them because of who they are, you know, because right. of their character. Uh, because of their character, right. yeah. Because That's what we're gonna, yeah. one of my white friends we had on, um, you know, Ashley, white as can be. But right. Ashley is like one of the coolest chicks I've ever met. Like right. she is so grounded and so real and so she's such a beautiful personality that that comes from, you know, inside out. So I can see a beautiful human. I just think that we gotta get beyond this whole notion that black women are not good or are not beautiful um, yeah and that's definitely you're, you're, something we're gonna be talking about yeah you're right you know i i've always i've often asked myself when did it become a thing of judging a person by their race and their color instead of their character right because at the end of the day that's really what matters you know so if i'm gonna pick a spouse it's not really Granted, I did want someone from the motherland because I just like to be equally yoked in that light. Um, and uh, But even if you get someone from the motherland, some people from the motherland too, and by the motherland I mean Nigeria, they have issues. So really, it, can't, it just really boils down to the character of the individual. You know, whether white, whether black, whether green, whether purple, it don't really matter. You know, but to go out there and bash a certain, you know, bash black women because you think that all we have is just everything is just bad, then that's really wrong. 
I think so. But let's shift. Let's shift a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the men um, right. because there are a lot of stereotypes, especially as we're in this Black Lives Matter movement that are very much negatively impacting the men. So, Adelise, you touched on one that was, you know, um, that they're dumb, lazy, uneducated. Um, I've also had jobless, too. Jobless. All, of them, all of them are jobless. Like they just try yes. to it annoys me because they generalize. Meanwhile, like, you know, there are black men out there that are renowned, you know, renowned authors, renowned, I mean, doctors. I mean, come on. Like, it, it, I mean, occupation doesn't, it's not dependent on a race. <laughs> like, I, I've but never they're considered why. like the one offs, right? They're considered right. like. They're considered the uh, the one that got away. It's like, okay, no, generally these people are stupid and lazy. Right. Every blue moon, there's like one of them that yeah. just anomaly. like, oh, and then they're like, oh, they don't fit. They anomaly. don't. They're not the normal. They're not yeah. the normal black person. Right. No, they're not normal. They're, they're different. That's they what are. I hear all the time. How they're so? Different. How so? Though, you know like, I don't understand. I hear that about my husband all the time. All you get the time that about him, really? Yes, yes. It's because we have. I mean, he has a lot of white friends, and so when we have these discussions about stereotypes and the racism and everything that's going on in the world today, we always get. And, and he always asks them, like, "Well, what makes me different?" Oh, right. well, you're different. You're educated. Your mom raised you well. You have a career. You have a wife. And so do most of these other people. Exactly. Right? They just judge. But from that. Don't let them. Don't, but don't do something. Different. Oh, okay. Well, what, would he be different if one of his white friends tried to come for his wife and then he snapped out on them? Right. Would he be would different? He be different? Well, because no, he might be. Listen. So not that same situation, but a situation has happened to where a a, a white male has tried my husband in mm. in a lot of different ways and okay. disrespected him. Um, said a lot of racist things, was calling him boy. I mean, wow. yeah, like Wait, a lot what? of it. And my <sighs> husband kept his composure as long as he could and let the man slide, not once, twice or three times, but a couple times calling him boy. And then he finally, he snapped and he became aggressive. And now, and now, and now he's not, he, he's no longer different now. Now he's like, yeah, he's, 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 I'd be now he's like everybody else. He's, he's the yeah. black I love it. <laughs> oh my God. See that's, the, see, that's the trip. That is the trip right there. It's the, when you, when yep. you lose your cool. And, and that also was a stereotype that was created. It was called the Sambo. That one was supposed to be this, um, this Sambo is really where the uncle Tom comes from. It's this sort of caricature of this, like, amicable happy black man that's just here to please right i just want whatever you say master absolutely master but he's also considered lazy because he can't think anything on his own he right, does right. everything he does is because master had to tell him what to do so right. he's dutiful to do what he's told but if he's not doing what he's told he's lazy on his own lazy, yeah. you get what i'm saying so that's right. where that one comes from but then you know you've got this mixture that comes together at least to your point like where it's like, oh, I thought he was a Sambo. Oh, he done turned around and now he's a Mandingo. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's, right. it's this whole uh, ideology of trying to box the black community in to these set stereotypes of who we are and what we represent so that what so that we can be controlled, so that we can be uh, told what to do, so that we could be uh, played. You know what I'm saying? And 
I think we need to come to a place or realize that we're just more multifaceted than that. But I'm not even going to go that deep. Criminalization, um, brokenness. I want to talk about brokenness because that one, man, that's a rub right there. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Guys. Oh, my God. This is okay. So when my dad came to the U.S., right, Um, he went into Macy's. Uh-huh. To go get himself like new suits, new shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the guy there, I think they call what do they call them? Like the attendants or the sales rep that was yeah. there. Yeah. He was like, my dad was going to like a particular aisle, like a particular rack, like four hundred and above, right? Uh-huh. And he told my dad, Oh, you know that those that area is like a very expensive area. And my dad was like, oh, I know, I, I know where I'm going, you know. Mm-hmm. And so come time to pay, um, the guy told my dad the price. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, how would you be paying today? And my dad is like, cash. Uh-huh. And he brought out $1,000. <laughs> ah, which today is mouth? really not even that much. Which but days to not, have which, that which much in not, cash? No, but like you have cash? that much in cash. Not even he wasn't driving a car. I guarantee you. Here's another. Bills. Here's another one. I, and that so, goes with your story, you're right. a drug dealer. Right. Exactly. And so, and so my dad. Your dad was a pimp, the, girl. The, 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 <laughs> the guy's mouth dropped like. All of a sudden, he started respecting my dad. Oh, sir, do you want to do this? All of a sudden, he turns from. Hey man, to sir, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden there was respect. So when I say money talks, but I'm sure in his mind he was probably like, oh, he probably does drugs, you know. Well, right. He probably, he probably, he probably is a uh, a drug dealer. (laughs) He's a kingpin. Yeah, he's a Nigerian kingpin. He done came over here with all his drug money, and and his women in the car. That he got illegally from too much, too much stereotypes. It, it pisses me off. Like so, I love that. I love that you shared that because there is another gentleman that I also follow that I really love, Roland Martin. Now, y'all may have heard of him or not, but Roland Martin told this amazing story. He used to be a, a CNN correspondent, um, black man. He, you know, he usually is around what like NAACP or the Urban League and doing these types of things. He represents very well for the black community. But he tells this great story about how he, uh, how they were trying to, I want to, I want to, I want to sound educated because I am, but for lack of a better term, they were trying to play him <laughs> on, um, on negotiation, right? Right. And so he was kind of like, I hope y'all understand that, like, whether I have this job or I don't have this job, like, I mean, I got other avenues. I got other streams of income. Right. I ain't hard up for y'all. So if y'all shut that right, then y'all shut that. You don't. I could, you know, to shut it down. And he's and the way he explained it was like executives' mouths were just dropping, right? Because they're so used to being desperate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Please let me have this job, sir. Please don't let me go, sir. Like, right. No, 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 no. Right. You, husband, you want to go? Wait, wait, wait. Since you said that, my husband will sometimes talk like that when I tell him to do things. And he'll be like, yes, my, yes, my master. Yes, sir. Please, please don't, please don't hit me, my master. Please don't. When I get into like, please do this, babe. Or I give him a honey-do list. He goes yeah. into slave mode so yeah. quick. And I'm like, bro. Oh, he was not a slave. It's not that deep. <laughs> but that's the 
thing. Like I feel that that's the that's the, that's the absolute bottom line, right? Is right. that like we're 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 not desperate out in these streets, right? No. That's why I mean, that's why there's so many wonderful things that Black people have created because we are multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just because you think somebody broke, you are gonna find yourself surprised when you test them. You know what I'm saying? It's that part about being pulled over and the cops are asking you questions about questions. the car you driving. Right. <laughs> Where are you going? Well, sir, I live over in this neighborhood. Really? What's your address? Well, sir, you do have my driver's license. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe <laughs> you can look. Maybe it's, you can just, just you know, look at run it. that through your computer. You will see I live about, you know, a couple blocks on into the neighborhood. Uh, so can you afford this car? Like, sir, oh my, can you I, I, oh listen, my run me my ticket and get out my face. Like, <laughs> that's all I want you to do. Run me this ticket or get out my face. That's what I want you to do. It's, it's, it's very sad. It really is sad that we are still like this thing still happen. You know, even like just it, it's, it's really, really, really sad. Like whether it's, the black woman or the black male it's it's character is what you should judge and you shouldn't even judge anyways but character is should be more important than whether you're black or white you know character should be more important than race because at the end of the day like we're all human beings you know absolutely and that's what dr king was fought for he said he had a dream i have a dream i can't do it that (laughs) I can't do it like you could, but you know, one day my sons and daughters will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And I just think that that's something we all want, right? It's something we all hope for is that I can, and and that's one thing I love to do. Like I, I make friends like children. I start with trust until you, you know, you show me differently. You know what I'm saying? And if we can do that with anybody, regardless of who they are, what they look like, you know, what other people say about them, then yeah, that would be so great if we could. The problem is that we've got too many biases There's in our many. way that are hindering us from, from being just, able to come together and just you're, be you're like, so right, Sandra. you know what I'm saying? To be you're like, so right. hey, I, I, I never would have thought this is a cool white chick right here. Like, we right. can kick it. Right. Like, you know, yep. or this is a cool Asian chick. We can kick it. Or, you know, this is a cool you know, Indian chick, we can kick it. So, I mean, there's all these things, like, it would be so lovely if we could take our biases with a grain of salt and give each person an opportunity to prove themselves to us. Right. I mean, would that be nice? Right. I mean, you know, you're, you're so right, Kendra. And I mean, as, as you two know, like I am actually, letting go of my own biases now because being a host like and looking for guests you cannot continue to have those biases right Mm -hmm. because you're meeting different people right whether it's through social media um or just in person right you can't continue to have those biases so i mean it goes both ways you know yes we're talking about black women and black men but also, too, with us, do, if we have our own stereotypes or our own biases, it's something that we need to let go of and begin to look at people for who they are until they prove themselves, until they prove themselves wrong, like you just rightly said. Yeah. You know, it's character at the end of the day. It's not race. Race has nothing to do with a person's character. It really doesn't. Well, 
I mean, I I kind of, I I hear what you're saying, but I have a little bit of a differing opinion on that in the sense that, like, I think that our cultural upbringing really does uh, have a huge impact on who we are as people, right? The things that we learn in our upbringing really become the makeup of our character, right? So if you're, if you are brought up and you are brought up and you're, uh, Poor. Let's say let's say you're brought up poor and you are taught to scheme and swindle and manipulate to get what you need because you're struggling. That mentality can translate as you as you grow and as you get older and as you go into different places and different things like, you know. I know, and and we're going to shift right after this, but I know that for me, I grew up, you know, all the ways that I had weren't good. And I had, it took me marrying my husband who was like, Mr. Morality (laughs) to be like, no, that ain't cool. Like certain, I'll give you a simple example, buying food stamps, buying somebody's food stamps, right? That is illegal. (laughs) I know. But the girl was down with buying some food stamps. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, hey, that's y'all, hilarious. Yeah, because I could get 50 cents on a dollar. I'm just trying right, to eat, right. eat good. That's all I'm trying to do. Right. But it wasn't until I got married and my husband was like, you know, that card says on the back that these funds are non transferable. <laughs> like, but who gonna know though? But I'm saying, <laughs> who gonna know? Right. If we went to the grocery store together, like, who gonna know? So right. I just, there was that, that I had to, you know, so that's just a small example of like the way that I was raised in this, like, okay, well, shoot, how can I multiply my dollar and make it work? But I, and I never saw that as something that was bad that was wrong, right, or illegal, right? Right. right. Until my husband was like, you know, that ain't right. Right. So it shoots <laughs> all about, until 13 years ago, I'm saying the girls, I some food stamps, <laughs> So, I mean, but there's that, but then there's also, uh, physical attributes that, right. that, that, uh, that black people deal the with. The one right? that kills me is black people can't swim. Cause you're going to sink cause your balls too big. <laughs> Example myself. I'm still ready. <laughs> you know, yeah. You put me in water. I might just drown. You're going to sink. <laughs> Low key. My husband can, I'm going to have to send him. I'm going to have to sign him up for your class. At least Dio cannot swim. <laughs> my poor baby girl. you be in there struggling to float. <laughs> Just to even keep afloat, I'd be like, just to float. I'm like, he's like, no, I'm sinking. I'm save sinking. me, save me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is that is a stereotype because black people can swim. Yeah, most most can't, most can't. But it, it shouldn't be generalized. I know a lot of black people that cannot swim. <laughs> Do you really? I'm trying to think of. Okay, listen, listen. I'm trying to be I like. On the uh, devil's advocate side, I'm trying to think of a whole bunch of black people that can swim. So my husband, he he says he okay. So you know, but though I also think it's like a confidence thing too. Some will say I can't swim, but they really can. So like my husband, he used to always tell me like, oh, I can't swim, I can't swim. But then we had gone on vacation, and I'm I'm a super strong swimmer, swimmer, and I had gone cliff jumping, and I was like, come on, babe, I was like, come on, like jump with me, jump with me. He's like, I can't swim. And I was like, you could swim. Like, come on, stop playing. He was like, no, I really can't swim. So I was like, I really think you can. So I kept pushing him. Right. And so as my back is turned, I jumped first with my, one of my girlfriends. And as my back is turned, climbing back up, he jumps 
Oh lord, you had to go and get him. He, <laughs> look, no, he's jumping and he's like swimming in the air. Like oh! <laughs> he's like swimming, right? Help me. So I immediately drop my towel and jump back in because I'm like, if he really can't swim, like we in the sea. We're like Mediterranean Sea. We're in Italy. So we're like, like, oh my God, like if he can't swim, I'm pressuring this man. So anyway, long story short, he swam. He he was swimming. So I was like, babe, you could swim. He's like, I can swim. I just don't feel confident, confident. enough. Uh, okay. I think that, you know, that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. That makes the, sense. The water in the pool, like, he's like he legit holds his breath underwater and swims. And for him, he's like, I'm not swimming. I'm like, no, but you are swimming. <laughs> like, he doesn't feel like he's a good quote-unquote swimmer, swimmer, so he can't swim. But you don't have to be a good swimmer to know how to swim. But he, he but no. my husband can definitely swim. But he's he, if, if he's in a conversation with someone, he'll tell people he can't swim. Oh wow! So I would I say I can I can swim, but I can't swim like that. I feel right. like it's a difference. So, so I feel like I did defend w- yourself. I, I could, you know what I'm saying? If I was in some water and I needed to get out, I can do it. Um, and if I, you know, if I had to swim some yards, like I could do that. I think the thing is this: like I swam in swimming class in high school, right? But then I, I, there was like no continual practice. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of like riding a bike how you're like wobbly after a while yeah you're rusty so i feel like i'm rusty i can do but i don't i think i can um my husband definitely cannot swim and we went on our honeymoon and his his happy tail thought he was gonna walk around in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) and uh, got swept up by a doggone wave (laughs) i had to go and get him so i could swim enough to save myself and maybe one person that is so funny oh my god it's funny because my husband knows how to swim i don't know how to swim and i don't know how to ride a bike we're gonna work on you we're gonna work on you but i know how to do every other thing so i don't even feel bad about it as soon as rona is over we're going on a three dope wives bike ride because so so we talked about some physical stereotypes, right? So we we mentioned big booty Judy. So all yeah. the, you know the the black girls that have the big booties, and we touched on Mandingo. So what about the uh, once you go black, you never go back, Mandingo part of things? I feel like uh... <laughs> see, I don't even I don't even understand what are, what does that say? So so what is I've heard that a lot, right? Even if I know that it applies a lot, but what does that really mean? That Once you go black, you can't go back. Right. Yes, because when <laughs> they feel it, it's 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 like an awakening situation. Oh, so yeah, they can't <laughs> they can't go back. It's okay. just what it is. I mean, black guys got it like that. Situation. I mean, dude, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying out there. And yeah, yeah. That is so. Yeah. <laughs> Kendra, Kendra can't get it together. She's like, oh my god. So that is hilarious. When they feel it, it's just an awakening situation. Oh god, that is going down in the books. I promise you. I think. I think. I okay. I don't know. I mean, I I wasn't a virgin when I got married. 
So I, but I never experienced other cultures because I just wasn't ill. Where I, it wasn't where I was, <laughs> just wasn't. wasn't I don't right as your face looking like she's like, hmm. got, the, got the twisted up. She's like I'm saying, it just wasn't where either. I was. Because I'm gonna tell you what, if I had, a, I told my husband he was the last black man standing. I was willing to open up my color borders to you know some Latino, but see, I really like. I could Compton. do a Latino. I could do that too. I, you know? I, I can't. You know, some I can't make it look. You so I, like, I like I like that energy. So I could Not do even it. The Dominicans, Dominicans got that beauty. They Girl, do. that melanin is so rich over they there. Do. It is. But talking about stereotypes, a lot a lot of Dominicans have the stereotypes of being players. Like they jump women to women. And Hispanic, Ooh. we call them mujeriegos. Oh, so that's a stereotype. Yeah, we don't, like, uh, I mean, we don't want yeah. no players, but uh, they are definitely I mean, some black men candy. have the same stereotype. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's something about being men. dark that just makes you a player. Yeah, that yep. is so another stereotype. That, that that is another stereotype. But yep. on the on the on the on the black man dangling swing situation, <laughs> I just think I, I don't think it's wholeheartedly true. Because there are some who are just not measuring up. If we're just wrong. some of them, but they're they're little. They're not a lot. They're little. I think. It's a few. I don't think they're a lot. They're few. Just just a know. little sprinkle here and there, like the outliers. You know, kind of situation. <laughs> you know, uh, ish. I, I think that it, you know it. Yeah, I feel like there haven't been mu- there have been a few. I think you expect them to come though with the with the thunder though. You expect it to be. <laughs> yes, sir. I think that is what everybody expects when that's they're with you a black expect, guy. And I just, yes. you know what? I guess it is what it is. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad stereotype, unless unless you're you know one of the ten percent you know who's not measuring up, then you probably don't feel too great. Because mm-hmm. that'd be a disappointment. Okay, so. How about stereotypes regarding like culture and food? Watermelon. Oh, oh since they oh. chicken. Child. I've been drinking watermelon. <laughs> that part. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. So like interesting, interesting fact, right? Is that the watermelon stereotype actually came from uh Black farmers who, uh, after emancipation, were actually getting their independence by selling watermelon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because, uh, because you know, white folks, trying to find better terms, but it's just what it is, white folks didn't like that. So, And it seemed like there's a lot of this repeat sort of activity across history, whereas black folks take a stride to do something, and white, white folks man don't like it, so get back. They, yeah. There's right, always they that create, obstruction. They, they create fake news about yes. a situation. Yes. Yep. Uh, since since they don't like it, they uh they they change the narrative, and yes. so they basically turned watermelon into this sort of negative connotation with being poor and uh and lazy. So sitting around eating watermelon being lazy you get what i'm saying versus uh what it really was is the black man's opportunity to uh to excel right with the watermelon crop but the white folks didn't like that so they changed it and 
that's that that was that for me was an eye opening lesson to learn because I didn't know that about watermelon. I, mm-hmm. I I often think that, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I often think that they always say we're lazy, we're lazy. But every time we want to make a jump, mm-hmm. or we want to make progress, right, in the black community, to find a way to cap it, mm-hmm. to find a way to kill it, to find a way to destroy it, or take out whoever is the person you know, leading the movement, right? Yeah. Or to do the yeah. same thing and just put a white name behind it. Put, right, put a white and name they behind just, it. They just and steal, take all the glory. They steal, and, yeah, right. they just steal the idea. They steal the everything. Like that, I mean, that's been the that's been like the the reoccurring for a right? long time. Like, you do something well, either they redefine it and make it something terrible, right. or they take it, rebrand it, and make and it because like because they're white. Ours. Right, or they, exactly. or they kill, or they kill the person, or they threaten to kill the person that is starting the movement. I don't know if you guys know Sean King, but they were threatening to kill him. So Who many threats King? out there. Sean King, the activist. Is the, the activist. I see. So it's like they want to start. They say we're lazy. Mm-hmm. They say we're criminals. But then we want to, st- I guess, step up from those stereotypes in in mm-hmm. the stereotypes in their mind. Mm-hmm. But then they want to cap it. They want to kill. They want to take glory. They want to take and all the recognition. I, I've just never understood. I'm like, can we ever win? I don't think that's the goal. The goal is for us to not win. Right. The goal right. is for right. us to stay, I want to say, subservient and in need of uh, of of white folks, right? If you take everything I have, then I got to come back to you to get anything I need. If, right. if, if you, if you, if I try to start a watermelon crop and now you've made this look like something bad, white folks ain't going to want to buy it. Right. And you know, black people that are buying it are embarrassed to buy it, even though watermelon is freaking tasty and delicious on a hot it's summer so day. so good. Oh my, you know it's refreshing. Uh, it is. And so because you don't want to look like the lazy black, whatever, you know, now you just like what you undercover buying your watermelon you had in the watermelon. I don't know. But, you know, that whole narration, that whole change, I think it's what the, we can see that all the way up till today. We can see that up to like how many black people um, don't want to wear hoodies anymore. A lot. You know, actually. a yeah. lot. Yeah. Because what? Because of the negative connotation that's been associated with right. wearing a hoodie. Right? right. Because if you're wearing a hoodie and you're a black person, clearly you're a thug. Clearly, you're uh, somebody who's up to no good. Uh, right. Clearly, you're 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 looking to run into some affluent white neighborhood and rob people, right? Because right. you're wearing a hoodie. Um, but let me not let me not go deep because I'm messing around, make myself mad. Food. We talking about food. <laughs> what about chicken? I like chicken. Yep, fried chicken. Chicken's That's delicious. a huge stereotype. <laughs> All but like, is that one accurate? Is that a, is that a debunk or is I, that really? Accurate? I don't know because I mean I feel like I feel like every every party that I've gone to, every um, black or brown person that I interact with, they do love chicken. But I feel like white people like chicken too. I was yeah, gonna say, is do. that a black thing right. or is that an American? I thing? mean, they go to KFC, don't they? Is that not is that not fried chicken in there? It is. Ain't the Colonel White? I'm just saying. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fried chicken. I, I don't understand. Everywhere. I mean, if you think about it, Chick-fil-A is fried chicken. It is fried chicken. Um Wendy's McDonald's fried is fried chicken. But yeah. everywhere. It does as All long the fast as food. It is, right. If it's grease and they chicken, got chicken it's nuggets. Fried. They got chicken nuggets. <laughs> but but it's no, still no, fried. No. 
Body spot. That's not, that's not that's not bone in chicken. That's not I, like I feel okay, you. Okay, you know like, I, I know you, the I difference. Three, I do three, know the difference. What was it? What's what's what's, uh, what's the three three oh three three wings place? Y'all, what am I saying that I'm saying wrong? Is it uh, wings? BW three. Oh, okay. Threes. Never heard okay. of it. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's a there's a spot called BW threes, and it's all these different kinds of wings. And I don't think that they're black owned. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, there is the stereotype that black folks love some chicken, but white folks love chicken. Like everybody like chicken. If you eat meat, you eat chicken. Period. You know what I mean? You'll you'll give up cow before you give up chicken. I'm just saying, chicken is great. It tastes good. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I mean, if you think about it in a month, how much chicken do you eat? Probably a lot. I know I do. Uh-huh. In just different in different like forms. Like, oh, we're gonna bake some chicken, you know, we're gonna air fry some chicken, you know, uh, we're gonna chop up some chicken and throw it in a in a in a stew, in a soup, in a something. Uh we're gonna dice it up, throw it in some rice. We're gonna have us a chicken rice bowl situation. Like chicken is so versatile. It's versatile, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. For I sure. think I think it's just a practical food. I don't think it's just you know, chicken is just practical. It's practical. It's the only bird that people really eat like that. Like, what other bird aside from like duck and turkey? Like, how often are people eating duck and turkey? I eat turkey a lot. Yeah. Okay. It's turkey. Turkey is turkey. is pretty delicious too. Yeah. <laughs> all delicious depending, <laughs> on, depending on your nutritional needs. It is, but I mean, like, other than slices of turkey, like, how often you gonna get a turkey wing or a turkey leg or like, you know, a big old turkey you don't get one at thanksgiving that's about it but other than that how often you making a turkey not very often not very often chicken is just it right um what about talent what about what talents oh like us uh black people being athletic that's a huge one all black people are athletic yes athletic all black all people, I'm not. I be trying to be. All black people can sing and rap. Well, you can sing or rap. Oh my yeah. gosh! Even though I can't sing, but I'm just saying, like everybody black can't sing. <laughs> no, <laughs> my husband <laughs> is horrible. Girl, your husband horrible. <laughs> you don't hear my husband. He having a real. He be having a whole worship session in the shower. Going and hitting every note that ain't nowhere in the song. Like <laughs> <laughs> my poor baby be in there getting it in. I'm like, praise him, honey. Praise him. That's funny. <laughs> we ain't gonna record it. We ain't gonna tell nobody. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, we could go all day. There's so many stereotypes that plague uh the black community. And some of them, some of them, albeit are not absolutely horrible, but there are that feed into negative biases that people carry. The goal really is for people to uh, to understand that there are some things about the black culture that maybe you don't fully understand. Um, I, I said earlier that I didn't even know about the watermelon stereotype and where it had come from. Like I knew about the stereotype, and that's but a I lot. didn't even know where it came from. How many of us that are that are black people um, can say? Ah, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Exactly. We really have to do our part to understand 
our history to understand uh, the society that we live in and the systems that are at work against us. We have to really do our part to understand, you know, uh, what makeup, right? Because there's, there's so much history that has been hidden from us that, that we may not, that we may, that no one's going to be like, Hey, here's some history, learn it. We have to go looking for this stuff. We got to dig it up. We got to figure, out and and we have to learn these things on our own so that we can pass this knowledge and information down to our children so that we can share it with our friends of different cultures to help them understand so that's part of why we're doing this blackout july and this is definitely why we are providing resources every week um, to help strengthen your mind expand your thoughts um you know make you a little bit more savvy on the things of black people. So this week we're going to be sharing uh, the book Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, And this is just an awesome memoir of a black man to his son about living in the world as a black man. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally had the opportunity to read. Yeah, it is a good one. I had the opportunity to read this via Audible because I ain't going to lie to y'all. Audible's great. Right. But anyway, I had a chance to listen to this book and I'm going to tell you this letter is so beautifully written. Um, the information that he imparts to his son about uh, about black bodies in the world, about how he's seen himself, encounters that he's had, about what he's learned and how to navigate the world around him as a black man is just such good stuff. Um, I really encourage encourage everyone to go ahead and get you a copy, um, get the book, uh, get the download, however you get it, get it and expand your mind and learn a little bit more about the black culture. I know I certainly did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really good. I do. I did enjoy that. Especially if you have black sons. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They need to know. Son. They do. So, Adelise, you want to go ahead and close out with some final remarks? Yeah. um, I just actually had a a challenge for us um, as um, black marriages. We talked about black marriages matters last week. And so I really think that as wives, we need to be speaking into our black men. Um, they are, they are in constant battle, not just with, with, with the world around them, but they're Mm. in constant battle with themselves too. Yeah. And so I think in a world where they live, where people are talking down to them, people see them in a negative light. People have these negative stereotypes about them as their wife and their counterpart. We need to be speaking life into them. So telling them how much we appreciate them, telling them how much, um, how much you see them doing and how great they are and what a great husband they are and what a great um, co-worker they are. Anything, any any kind of compliment. Reinforce positivity. Yes, we need to definitely be um, talking right. life into our black men and building them up versus, because they have everything else that's breaking them down. So I think that was just, you know, my little hashtag um, dope tip of the week um, for us surrounding our black lives. Um, matter movement as well as blackout july absolutely that's so true that is so good i love it i love it um definitely let's take that all into mind um i know uh we not not many of us love that term be his peace but sometimes mm-hmm. it's all right to go ahead and be his peace, be his peace. yeah, um, yeah. Um, and i think that that's 
I think that's definitely some goodness, Adelise. Thank you so much for, for those words of wisdom. Yes. Um, and you guys, I want to say thank you all for listening and for hanging out with your girls this week. Uh, and I hopefully you will tune in with us on every Friday, 7 p.m. in July, as we are going to go ahead and knock out some of these blackout topics. We're going to be going a little bit deeper with some special guests. So y'all stick with us and hang with us. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crushed. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.